another episode of the Horizon Roundtable. I am Bob McDonald. And joining me, of course, is my co-host, Matt Dudek. And Matt, it seems like it's been a while since we've done this. Bob, I feel like we never even left. Let's just... let's just feel like it. we never even left. We've been off for two months and now to second episode into our comeback and it feels like... I almost, I almost remember how to do this now. All right. So Matt's at Horizon Matt on Twitter. I'm not going to call it X. It's Twitter, damn it. Um... You can pull us up at uh, horizonroundtable.com. If you want to find their uh, links to our socials, links to where podcast where uh, where our podcast is available, uh, link to our Patreon site uh, to, to support us, horizonroundtable.com/slash subscribe. That's where you can go. Um, and of course, you can be sure to subscribe to us where our podcasts are found. Um, Matt, we are now in part two of the Writers Forum, um, so let's go ahead and reintroduce everybody. Uh, once again, joining us, of course, is John Parker. What's up? What's up? All right. Then, of course, there is Alec Quaid, who covers uh, Cleveland State Forest. How's it going? All right. And then there is Blake Schumacher, covers uh, Wright State Forest. Hello, hello. And last but not least, our newest writer, one of our newest writers, because we've got a few new writers this season, uh, Griffin Beers. He's going to be covering Oakland Forest. Uh, so welcome again, Oakland. Uh, welcome again, Griffin. Good to be here. So, Griffin, since we le- we did not have an opportunity to talk about Oakland last time, um, and theoretically, and by the time when this air- when part two airs, um, Oakland will have been uh, coming. We'll ha- we'll be home from their uh, their 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 own trip. It seems like every Horizon League team did a like half the Horizon League teams did an overseas trip this year. Bob, why did we Spain go to Italy? Italy? Spain or Italy? I mean, either one. I think uh, we had, what, Wright State, Northern Kentucky, and Oakland go to Italy this year. Oakland was a little later, though, because they went near, near near the end of August. So as we're looking at this, Griffin, as we're looking at Oakland, Oakland, obviously, the big thing, question marks they're going to have is – uh, what what is life? What is Grizz like look life look like after Jalen Moore? Exactly. Um, so I guess I pose the question: Where 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 do you see where do you see Oakland situated as it relates to you know that life after Jalen Moore? What well, is hard to really know at this point because Tone Hunter has not been able to practice all summer and he is the big guy that they brought in to replace Jalen uh, ah. transfer from Long Beach State and he hurt his knee like the second or third practice and he hasn't practiced since he's not playing in Italy so oh. we're not really sure what what they have in him um, but it is it has been interesting watching the Italy games uh, we've been seeing some rocket watts at point guard ah. which is an interesting experiment um, and we've also seen uh, DQ Cole, who's a JUCO transfer uh, from a local JUCO, Henry Ford Community, Community College. Um, and he's actually been uh, performing well. He's gotten a couple of campy shout outs and uh, their recaps over there. He's shooting really well in practice. Um, he's a 6'3", 6'4", probably a two guard, but he did play uh, point guard before. And he's been filling in nicely in that role. He's led the team in assists. Um, in, in Italy so far, so I guess it's still a work in progress, but huh. interesting. Uh, I'm glad you brought up. I'm glad you brought up Rocket Watts. Which Rocket Watts are we seeing this year exactly? Do you know? That I'm a little is curious. A good question. I don't know if anyone really knows. 
I'm not sure Rocket knows. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I think there is optimism around him. Uh, from what I've been hearing, I've been to a couple practices. He looks a lot better this summer than he did last summer at this point, um, which is obviously good. I think the big part for him is uh, will he be able to shoot the three better? Um, because that has not been something that he's done well throughout his career. But with this team, he's not really going to be able to have the ball that much um, with, like, Trey Townsend and with all these other Uh-oh. Oh, no. No! Oh, no. Well, so here, I'll I'll, I'll no. He's going he's gonna to jump right back in. We just lost Blake. Or, I'm sorry, we just lost Griffin. Halfway through, oh, no. what, and he, what he was talking about is, you know, Rocket's going to have to shoot because he's not going to have the ball in his hands very often, from what I've understood as well. Um, I, I really wanted Griffin to finish. I, I had a question for him That's about okay. this and everything. I, um, I was going to ask Hold him. Hold on think, one second. Help is on the way. Do we have him coming? Do we have him? I'm, I'm going to get him. I'm going to get him. While you're doing that, continue. Oh, you oh, know what? And, I'm just calling again. There we go. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to have Griffin talk on this. The one thing that was a point of emphasis for Oakland in this offseason, and oh, I see Griffin's back. So here, Griffin, go ahead and finish your thought on Rock, and then I'm going to ask you a question. Welcome back. If we have sound. Griffin, do we have sound? Hello? Hey, there it yes. is. All right, Griffin, <laughs> go ahead and finish your thought on Rock, and then I'm going to ask you, you a question. Did you an elevator before you started your thing? Yes, yeah, it's a good look behind the scenes here, right? Yeah, nice. Um, no, I was just saying it's, the question for Rocket is really, can he shoot the three? Um, I think last year is something that Oakland was presently surprised with was his perimeter defense and how he could pick up full court. And I think that's something that is going to be able to stick around this year. But for him to really be a factor and take a, a leap into closer to what Oakland thought they were getting, he's going to have to shoot definitely more efficiently this year. So, Griffin, my um, question for you was going to be, um, based on what you've seen in, in these practices and just talking to people around the team, uh, it seemed that in this offseason, the, the the emphasis in recruiting was on adding depth for this team. Can you talk about the, the Oakland depth and what you think we can see as far as rotation and uh, maybe some unexpected? I know there currently there's one unexpected piece that I thought was going to be an end-of-the-bench pickup that's getting a lot of minutes and a lot of play. So, if you could talk about some of these things, we'll see if you hit on the one that I'm thinking of. Well, I think the big reason why they wanted to add depth is because Campy really wanted to get back to playing at a way faster pace like they used to. And the teams that they've had the last couple of years, even though they had a lightning quick dynamic point guard in Jalen Moore, um, they've had to kind of win with their defense a lot more than the old Oakland teams have had. So I think the emphasis was really to bring in guys that um, could play fast, could shoot a little bit better, and we lost Griffin again. <laughs> the elevator oh. kills people. So <laughs> hold on a second. Um, because Matt, I actually have a question for you once we get Griffin oh, back. There he is. So, there so, he is. Yeah. Move towards the light. I do not Move understand. Light. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I think some of the, the pieces that you'll see, um, I talked about DQ Cole, but another shooter that they brought in is Jack Golke, uh -huh. who is uh, an interesting D2 prospect. 
Um, he shot over 40% from three last year, and he averaged about, I think it was 16, 17 points a game. And I think that's the guy that they're really counting on. Um, and I'm shocked guy by that. that. I'm absolutely yeah. shocked by it. But I'm seeing him in Italy. Dude's playing a lot, and I, I did not anticipate that. Like, cool. Yeah. And another guy that I know you'll love, some more uh, Horizon League on Horizon League crime, is Isaiah Jones. Ah, yes! Uh, I, do love, I do love me some crime. Yes. Um, he is a, an interesting case because he didn't play very much last year, which is, I don't know if that's surprising or not, um, but he did have a game. He's probably hurt, so probably not surprising. <laughs> um, he did have a game at Cleveland State, I believe, where he made, I think it was five or six threes. He did, um, yeah. And, yeah, so that's something that Oakland is looking for, and I think they're looking forward to um, having his size in the zone that Oakland is apparently playing again this year. Um, so, yeah, and I think they like his rebounding. Um, and I think that's kind of a lot of the depth pieces that you'll see some of the big names. So Baru. Baru is another one that, that we're going to need to learn around here, I think. Baru is another one. Um, yeah, he's kind of the – can't be called him the crown jewel of the recruiting class. He has offers from a lot of higher schools, a lot of higher conferences. Um, and they got him to Oakland and he's super athletic. Some of the, the highlight dunks that you see in like his, he had one in Italy in the first game, actually, that was just like, Oh my gosh. Um, so hopefully he can be a big key on the glass, be another, a lob threat. Campy loves his lobs. So hopefully we can uh, see some highlights from him. So you were talking about um, Isaiah Jones. Do you know what my favorite Isaiah Jones uh, fact for this year is going to be? What is that? What would that be? He's wearing number seven because the NCAA recently um, let those numbers that we wouldn't see become eligible. So I believe he's the first Oakland player to ever actually wear seven. Yeah, ah, that is true. And it looks kind of funny, but it's kind of cool. That is, yeah, there have been a couple number changes uh, from even some returning guys. Uh, Conway and two is Yeah, number seven odd. is interesting. What was that? Uh, yeah. Con- Conway in two looks funny um, when I've been watching some of the stuff from Italy. Yes, yes. Uh, and then uh, Rocket Watts is also zero now. And then I think the other thing know? to just point out about about Oakland is, um, you know, we've talked about some of the, you know, people hitting the portal from different places. Oakland is really using the uh, Garden City Community College uh, down in uh, Oklahoma, I think. Kansas? I think it's, it's one of those. Kansas. Um, Kansas. Yeah, I mean, there's a um, Tone Hunters from there, uh, Baru's from there. Um, their new coach, Bobby Newbert, is from uh, was there. Um, yep. Andre, Andre Polk, who's another depth piece, um, formerly from Central Michigan, was a um, was a MAC freshman um, all freshman team player. Uh, yep. Was down at Garden City, so that, that's a, that's a very strong connection and uh, definitely not an accident. Yes, uh, we also had a. I'm a former manager at Oakland, uh, just grad, just ended that uh, last year. And we also sent a manager that graduated last year to Garden City who took a uh, assistant coaching job there. So the pipeline is going both ways. Now, Matt, I have to ask you something because I don't think we actually had a conversation about this since the, the entire summer. And, you know, I, I think. Oh, you yeah, know where let's I'm do it. This. Let's do this. So um, it's about a certain YouTube series. <laughs> Only two episodes, I believe. Only so two far. episodes. So far. 
<laughs> so far. Um, yeah, so um, why did Blake Lampman and Micah Parrish not like you? Well, I think the Blake Lampman one is pretty well documented. And um, this is something that, uh, I, you know, I've said it, and it's it's going to fall on deaf ear. I actually don't dislike Blake Lampman as much as it's made out to be. It's kind of become the running shtick. I think what he did last year on one leg was actually really impressive. He, he gutted out through the end of the year. My issue with Blake Lampman is not about Blake. It's about how he was billed as the shooter. And the kid has never shot consistently in two games. That's continued in Italy right now. Like, I just want to see if you're going to tell me he's a shooter, he's got to shoot more than just one game. That's all. That's my issue. And Blake doesn't like me, and that's fine. He doesn't have to. Not sure what Micah's problem with me is. I, apparently, he thinks I said something. If I remember, it was actually uh, Matt, Matthew Scheidel, uh, who was at the Oakland Post, that had tweeted something, and I retweeted it, and Micah came at me, if I remember. And it was a game that I think he got maybe ejected earlier or something. It was a couple of years ago. But quite honestly, you know, for Micah to still think about me when he's doing his things over at San Diego State, like, I'm not that cool. I'm not that important. And, Let me you know, tell you if, something. I, no offense to you, Matt, but um, – there, it t- they they talked about you for ten whole minutes. <laughs> oh, ten I think it's a- whole minutes. If you've not, if you uh, the walking on podcast, you can look it up on on YouTube. Um, I can't remember the timestamp on when that starts. It's towards but the end, it's towards the end. I, I think it's like the forty six minute mark. I can't remember when it was, but I I, I have to admit, I have listened to that part multiple times sure and every single time throughout the entire 10 minutes i have not stopped laughing it's so funny to me now in fact i I, might after this podcast listen to it again link link it here like i i apologize to those guys that i live like i live like that in their head like i'm not that important i can't do what they do i'm just some dude that (laughs) talks on on twitter like i'm not that important so i i feel bad that i live like that in either of their heads but here oh we are. Oh my god, I'm just, that is amazing to me. Like, like I did like way worse shit than you, and nobody's sitting there talking about me like that. Like, damn. <laughs> I, I feel like that was my I made it moment. Like, man, if I've, you know, around here we we've got a lot of those kind of guys in sports media in Detroit, and like I I felt like I did I did doing my job honestly. So. And if memory serves correct, i like in, in that same vein. I think Griffin, you actually got a shout out in that same very podcast. I think it was either. So that was funny. I think it was Gideon. So, I think it was his brother Gideon was that Gideon. got a, a shout out. I think it was. I think it was either Griffin or Gideon they were talking about. I couldn't either one. But yeah, yeah. my little brother is a uh, an Oakland super fan. It was probably him. Yeah. 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 The Beers family got a shout out at least. I mean, yeah. Wait, so, Oakland um, has super fans too. I thought that was just the Cleveland thing. Oh God, you stop it. <laughs> they just don't like proclaim themselves around here. They don't anoint themselves. They just kind of <laughs> do it. Well, I mean, it's easy to anoint yourself when nobody else is around to dispute it. <laughs> I mean, can I, just say, can I just say on here, too, you, it was just kind of mentioned, I'm so glad Griffin's here, because first off, that means Oakland gets a real writer this year, which is great. With me going to New Mexico, that works even better. And then the third thing is Griffin's, like, his family is is Oakland ro- like royalty. So to have Griffin joining us, I think, is really awesome. So thanks for joining us, Griffin. That's right. Yeah, your, your, your dad's, the, uh, memory serves correct, your dad's all, you're the, your dad's the PA announcer at, uh, Oakland, at the arena? Yep, that's correct. Uh, Kevin? Uh, his first year was 2005-2006, so it's been a it's been a fun time. Nice. Yeah, so yeah, so I'm we're we're glad to have you on board and I know Matt is definitely glad to have you on board because, you know, you know he can, like I said, it, it, like I said in the first part of uh, he can uh, 
uh, go to New Mexico and uh, with a clear conscience. <laughs> I mean, I don't have to show my face. So after that, just after just getting put down, I had to move across the country. So Griffin, thank you yeah, for you stepping did. in and taking taking over. You know. <laughs> so, hey, Micah, if you're listening, Matt's going to be in Albuquerque. You can just bug him at a Lobo game. Oh, what if I? Get, <laughs> oh, we we got to talk about. Oh, air that time. is true. We can. <laughs> I just thought of that. Uh oh, we'll talk. That's going to be a pricey ticket, so you know. <laughs> I will be working uh, on reaching out to him and letting him know that that's going to happen. <laughs> what, if I I just, auto- what if I just get his autograph? Like, he won't even know who I am, probably. Make this a thing. He would. He's up in Oakland gear. So actually, no. I mean, I feel I feel the need that I I I don't I don't know if they'd actually agree to this, but I know that I would I would actually make the trip up to Oakland to actually sit down with these guys myself and talk to them and like you know kind of a win world collide thing. I don't know that they'd actually do that, Matt. I, obviously, you'll be gone by that point in time, but I'm down. I would do I would that that would actually be the one time I would actually leave my uh, my uh you know, leave my seclusive lair to do that. I hope I don't you can go make that happen. For- it's a great podcast. I, I appreciate what those two are doing. I hope they get a chance to do it more this year. Yeah, I think uh, I think uh, Giovanni Macheri is the one who put that together. So, and we'll probably have him. Uh, obviously, I'm going to probably invite him because uh, from WXOU. Um, and so I will likely probably, and he'll probably be a part of our media forum again this year. So student media not, forum. Not to make this a 30 minute Oakland segment. I know we got other stuff, but uh, since we're just here, I just want to um, put this out to uh, just. Uh, couple days ago, depending on when you're listening, that'll be about a week and a half ago now by the time this comes out. Um, former Oakland basketball player um, was on TV with Neil Rule doing um, and color analysis yeah. was uh, Dan Waterstrat. Uh, passed away unexpectedly. So really sorry to hear that. It was a good dude. I knew him back in college. Um, went to Rutgers, then transferred back to Oakland. Like I said, some of you might know him from TV. So just keep a good thought out for him. Uh, you, know, you know, he's got a young family. He's got a wife and kids and I just moved into a new house and all this. So just want to kind of send that out there and uh, send good thoughts to the Waterstrat family. Um, while we're in that same vein, obviously we want to send thoughts out to uh, our, our good thoughts out to Dan Hasty too. Um, who's, whose mom is on the mend after, uh, uh, from what I understand, a pretty, uh, pretty nasty car accident. So she's on the mend. And of course, uh, you know, follow him. I know he's doing, uh, doing updates on the GoFundMe account. So if, you know, uh, yeah, so yeah, definitely we're we're definitely we've got our thoughts on that too. So um, and, still, and think, still thinking about the whole Cleveland State program with all they were dealing that's with. That's true because because um, one of their student managers was killed uh, back in uh, early August. Yeah, so man, sorry to uh, send the pod down a down a, down a somber moment especially there. Especially since I was going to go down to another question. Um, because John, uh, speaking of John Durda, um, actually did give us a really good question, um, and this is kind of to everybody. Uh, how do you feel about what we consider the tiers in the HL? Is there like a clear-cut number of teams with a chance to win it, or and then there's teams that have no chance? Or uh, is the league wide open this year? I mean, I've been going back and forth. I mean, I know we and. Spoiler alert, guys, I think I've mentioned this to you that I will be expecting your picks predictions for this season, but I'm having a, I, I had a pretty hard time with mine, um, especially given that not everybody I don't know with everybody, you know, the city, you know, the player situations in certain teams. 
Bright State. Um, but yeah, um, is there? I feel like the answer to who is going to win the Horizon League team, uh, Horizon League this year, is going to be yes. I mean, you, I, I would, sl- I would slot. Uh, because you know Northern Kentucky has so much coming back, and they you know they they got they bring in Cade Meyer, they, but I think we're going to see probably Key and Jerry more in the middle um, to replace uh, Chris Brandon. I mean, there's still I, I still have them penciled in as my top team, but man, you could go down up and down the list and say, you know, you can make an argument, and we will could probably make arguments to say, hey, yeah, this is this team's got a shot, and a lot of these teams do. So I guess is it that case here in the Horizon League? It seems like it is. I would usually say that Horizon League competition is relatively even across all of the playing that happens. Because huh? when you get to Horizon League competition, it's like yeah, all all bets non-conference out the window. Don't even bother. Um, but recently, I think Horizon has developed the. I'm actually competing, and then I'm actually garbage tier. So I think that's probably staying for a couple years. But with any luck, we'll be back to everyone's in the running again. Well, here's my question, though. This is the thing, too, though. I mean, yeah, you saw that kind of huge dividing line last year um, where you had, I mean, you really did. uh, You Actually, I saw three teams. You had the top teams, you had the middle of the road, and then you had IUPUI and Green Bay. Yeah. That line to me this year is kind of blurred <laughs> considerably, um, with the exception of Detroit Mercy, because I have no idea who's going to be on their team this year. <laughs> right. Let's hope we don't I, have, you know, a single team in the bottom five of the NCAA, as opposed to the last couple of years where we've had two. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes, indeed. I think um, it's so interesting... Even if IUPUI and Green Bay make like even a little bit of a jump, which I think we we all expect that they will, where the Horizon League ranks in like the Kempom rankings and all of the conference yeah. rankings, because those two just brought the Horizon down so much that it was just hard to be like a respectable ranking. Yeah. But I think that'll help a lot. I mean, bad enough we had one anchor. We had two last year. Oh, precisely. But hey. Mid-Major Madness thinks we should add Chicago State. Oh, here we go again. <laughs> Let's not. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, this is. Uh, yeah, and that never made the tournament. Uh, they're, they're on a mission. A, a mission to lobby heavily. Lobby the league heavily to add Chicago State. Um, my assessment, as always, has been if Chicago State was going to be added to the Horizon League, they would have already been added to the Horizon League. Yeah, I mean, I'm not frankly, necessarily opposed. I've kind of brought it up in the past, but it like the recent ads are moving away from Chicago. So I think focusing on kind of, you know, that northern Kentucky right state area as like the and then obviously up to Indy as kind of the centerpiece of the league makes a lot of sense um i mean i've written about bellerman like 27 times so that's my yes. version of their you and article. kyle craven both yeah we're right <laughs> um but yeah i no chicago state please 
OVC can have them. The OVC is moving this way. I, well, I guess that way. Right, I'm a different direction than y'all. Well, yeah, OVC now has the eastern and western Illinois, if memory serves correct now. Yeah. Correct. So might as well take the other Illinois school that's sitting out there with nothing to do. Yeah, you're Why not, not? north or south. Just take Chicago. Yeah, I think for, yeah, I think, yeah, I, I think it's all about, at this point in time, I think it's all about financials and just Chicago State does not, they, they, I'm sure that the Horizon League has some sort of standards related to that and Chicago State, by virtue of them not um, doing that, that's why they're not in this league right now. Anyway, I'm Wait, sorry. If I you want to, if you want to throw a bunch of money at, if you, somebody wants to throw a bunch of money at Chicago State and you know help them like you know step their game up a little bit, maybe we can have a conversation. But it hasn't happened, so I mean, have fun in the OVC when that inevitably happens. Sorry, I got to stop derailing that conversation. <laughs> no, I'm sure that's a question that you know you got to ask. Um, but yeah, uh, although I got to say, um, and this was in reference to something I had mentioned in, uh, in part one about the rebranding, I mean, the brand boosting or whatever the heck it is, um, the brand refresh or something like that. They got a nice new, uh, they actually have a nice new, like, uh, you know, profile logo for their socials, which is pretty cool. Um, and love to see that up. Look, and Under Armour is their sponsor now. It's funny because we they, Nike was their sponsor for all the players of the week and whatever for years. Um, we never got anything out of them. I, I don't think they ever sold anything. So Under Armour, if you're listening, we want some Horizon League gear. Come on down. Hook a brother up. Wow, a come on down reference. The day We are recording this on the day that Bob Barker has passed away. Yeah, this is true. The price is wrong. The- this podcast, so wrong. Is how I found, find out Bob Barker passed away. Oh, sorry. Bob. Yes. Oh, God, no. Oh, do you know? <laughs> Crap. Matt, Bob, what the hell? What? <laughs> <laughs> sorry. All right, anyway. <laughs> get, your, get, your news alert, get your news alerts updated a little better. Come on. There's another left turn we weren't expecting on this podcast. <laughs> All right. Um, I, I, we find out if a celebrity dies by seeing one of Bob's damn RIP tweets. It's not uh, official I, until that happens. <laughs> I haven't done that recently. I moved those over to Mastodon. None of you follow me on Mastodon, so it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't use Twitter. I don't use Twitter for my personal purposes. I only use it very rarely, ex- uh, and only to usually reply to my wife or Kyle. That's it anymore. <laughs> Everybody else, yeah, that's all. I, yeah, I don't really do that anymore. Um, yeah, it's well, funny because the during the, for the brand refresh they did the the nice ad which uh, theoretically is going to update the uh, the the ad that we saw a million times oh, during the course of our ESPN broadcast plus broadcast and um, I, I know we kind of lobbied uh, we lo- uh, Matt and I a lot well, more Matt than me lobbied the league to please dear God change it um, I assume this is what we'll see instead now um, they kept throwing out the words major cities out there I think that's what's uh, I think that's what's throwing off all of the uh, uh, all of the Chicago State advocates there. <laughs> Major cities. You know what I'm getting out of this is I have the ear of Julia Rolash. That's what I'm hearing. You do. <laughs> that is true. That is. You yeah, need to that's start gonna, about how are you gonna, Yeah, that's true. Yeah, how's that gonna, Have you have you worked out the strategy of how that's gonna work uh, once you're in uh, once you're in New Mexico? 
Um, I mean, I don't know. You don't know. think I'm afraid I, to fly I, from New Mexico to Indianapolis, do you? I know you. No, no, don't do it. Absolutely do not. It's horrible. Have you done that before? It seems it sounds mean, like we, a. We drove down here. It was horrible. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't say drive. I didn't say drive. I said fly, John. I, oh, I, I ain't driving. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I heard you wrong. That's my bad. Oh okay. no, dude. We're not even. We're not even driving our cars. That we're shipping everything. Like no, <laughs> see there. All right, fair. No, that's that's the way to do it, man. Although you will miss out on Hooker, Oklahoma. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> Wait, there's a there's a city that on the way there. Okay. That doesn't um, sound like major cities. We were talking no, major cities. Not major cities. Major cities. This is this is derailed. Is there anyone we didn't talk about on basketball land? Are we good? Milwaukee. Um, do we actually? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, are we kind of touch? Are we Milwaukee. Oh, Milwaukee. Yeah. Um. Wow. <laughs> we just we, we totally whiffed on Milwaukee. Well, yeah. We yeah. Jack Eisenman, who's going to be writing for us. Unfortunately, he did, was not able to make it today. But um, yeah, Milwaukee. I'll, again, I think you throw them under a, uh, over a blanket of who can win the win the Horizon League. I mean, you can bring you get. You get all those guys coming back, specifically B.J. Freeman. Um, yeah, Freeman, um, you know, Pullian, and then Browning, a healthy Browning as kind of the the core of it. Uh, there were concerns for me for a very long time about size because the bigs that they were adding were Lyric Davis, a, I mean, kind of more of a, not exactly a big, more of like a six-foot-seven super athletic guy, which in, in Lundy's system can definitely – Pass for a big, um, and then uh, a freshman whose name I'm going to pronounce wrong. Um, but then late in the process, they did kind of go out and snag a couple, you know, a uh, couple nice uh, pieces that I think, because obviously with Milwaukee, with Freeman coming back in particular, you're not looking for, you know, the uh, the best player on the team. You've got that already. Um, so, they did go out and get uh, Langston Wilson, who's going to be... It's really interesting um, to kind of compare him to, you know... So, he didn't play. He was a healthy scratch quite a few games for a, you know, not good Washington team. Um, with that said, if he's kind of trying to... You know, the role of um, so kind of you know that super athletic, you know, uh, dimensions of a wing, but also six foot eight, six nine. Uh, you know, essentially filling the role of Ahmad Rand. Um, Ahmad Rand's previous season, he played all the games, but he was on one of the most atrocious power conference teams of all time. I mean, they were getting rolled by, uh, you know, big West schools and stuff. So it's hard to kind of figure out how that'll translate, but I think there's definitely, you know, it's an encouraging ad where basically, you know, they have that athletic big, that's definitely a good fit in uh, Bart Lundy's system. They also got a transfer from, oh gosh, conference USA. Um, 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 Old Dominion, uh, Faison Fields, uh, yes. six foot ten kid who uh, was, you know, pretty productive and could definitely step in and be, you know, a 
starting big around that. I mean, yeah, those three returning pieces in the backcourt. I mean, frankly, pretty much everyone in the backcourt came back. Yeah. <laughs> it was the bigs that were all leaving, and it's like, oh, God, who are they going to get? But, um, yeah, so they got two transfers, and then uh, Simeon Murchison, and then, um, you know, Lyric Davis is kind of, that's what's going to be happening in the front court. Uh, other than that, they honestly, it's interesting because as much as they already had the size or the, the backcourt coming back, a lot of those pieces, you know, adding Aaron Franklin, an All-American from uh, Hutchinson Community College, adding, you know, uh, an intriguing six foot five uh, Texas A&M transfer, Eric Pratt, you know, it's going to be interesting. I'm kind of, I don't know. I feel like one of the things that they really did have going for them is that they had, you know, six different bigs who were all kind of able to interchangeably be the guy who's going to, you know, do a passable job tonight until, I mean, the the last game of the season. Well, last game of the uh, their Horizon League tournament where nobody, I mean, Nobody got that going. Yeah. I definitely think they're, yeah, it, it's going to be interesting predicting them just because I will say as much as obviously they were a game out of, you know, they were one shot away from being the one seed, getting the NIT auto bid, all of that, um, their metrics were not good at all. And that last year proved to be the difference or seem to be, you know, an indicator of when Purdue Fort Wayne fell off. Their metrics after winning the league still had them in the bottom half. They, they, you know, obviously cratered. So it's going to be interesting. They absolutely have the talent to win the league. And this year, you know, Pullian, uh, BJ Freeman, and then Browning, you know, those are your backcourt guys. Um, whereas last year it was kind of, let's throw it out there and see what happens. Um, and a lot happened. Bart Lundy yeah. magic happened. Yeah. Hopefully he's got a lot more because, um, you know, to ward off a similar fate to what Purdue Fort Wayne did. And, you know, they're able to contend this year. It's going to be interesting. And I feel like we kind of touched on Northern Kentucky, but I don't think we spent a lot of time on them. Um, <laughs> even though, I mean, realistically, they probably, of all the teams, probably have the one of the best shots of getting the winning uh, the Horizon League. I mean, they bring back Marquez Warwick. Um, yeah, they finished a game out of the uh, out of first as well. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they were in the conversation. They were in the conversation, and they definitely. I they and again they the the big question mark was is going to be that in the middle with I mean because they've got the start. I mean, four of the five spots they got. I mean, well, I mean, I say four of the five spots they got, and of course they they got to replace Xavier Rhodes too. But um, when you got that core of Vincent and Warwick and Robinson, you add in. I, I don't know if it's going to be a tandem of Meyer and Key and Jerry. Um, I think I at this point in time I would think it's going to be more either Jerry than Meyer, but I don't know. Oh, I mean, I'm I interested agree. in seeing what how Cade Meyer fits with this that system. system. 
yeah, I, I hate projecting transfers with Northern Kentucky just because it's all about the defense. It's all about how you pick up the zone. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so it is. I I have no idea. <laughs> and I think with and the, the and. And I think, and I think what they're. And by the way, I think it'll be. Uh, yeah, I think the. Uh, I think Michael Bradley, the again another D two guy, for Mercyhurst. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Darren yeah. Horn seems to do a pretty good job with uh, D two guys who transfer and want to be point guards. It worked real well with uh, with uh, Xavier Rhodes last year. This year he's got uh, he's got Bradley coming in out of Mercyhurst. So yeah, um, I think that's probably going to be. Yeah, their guy, you know, those guys over there. And then, yeah, at the five. And then we, at some point in time, we're going to have to see what LJ Wells has to, can do too. Because you got LJ Wells coming in too. Um, yeah, I, 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 I'm going to be, to your point, I think the big thing with, if Meyer can, if Meyer and Jerry can, can be the defensive, uh, be a good defensive part of that team. Because they don't need any offense. They get that from – they, by and large, get that from uh, Vincent and Warwick and whoever they got playing point and probably be Bradley this year. Um, they can really not worry about uh, – the guy in the middle is the guy who's pulling down the rebounds. The and guy who's – and that's that, that's what they need. That's what they got out of Chris Brandon. my hesitance with Cade Meyer in that system where it's all defense, defense, defense. Is yeah. the one defensive play that I remember from last year that he was involved in was Vincent didn't work out very well. Just sending him straight to hell. <laughs> We're never gonna forget that Vincent Brady dunk ever. That was insane. <laughs> what if he does a better I mean, one? That maybe we that, forget. Yeah. That was the play of the season. It that was. was just the best thing to watch. Uh, I mean, Milwaukee had some dunks, but. Oh, nothing like that. That was no. That is true. Although I'm pretty sure that I'm. Although I'm pretty sure Tay Williams got off a pretty posterizing dunk in the uh, in the tournament too on Milwaukee, if memory <laughs> serves correct, as well. Hey, Rand got him. And I didn't get to see it because all the Cleveland State guys got up before I could see it. I'm like, ah, crap. <laughs> like, ah, what happened? Oh, I guess I'll catch it on Sports Center because it's a top ten play. Fine. <laughs> But um, <laughs> so the one last thing I wanted to ask you guys, and this is another, this is actually a question from Will Sarah we got um, again. Um, as far as bench talent is concerned, because we've seen it a lot. We've seen kind of the combination of, you know, either, uh, you know, guy, you know, lower tier guy, you know, uh, guys a little further down the bench in the power conferences or these D2 Juco guys. Do we, what do we prefer? Does it even matter anymore? I mean, it, it seems to me that we've gotten to a point where, you know, the, 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 the rotation, uh, we've seen it so many times how these have worked. I guess it depends on the team, really. Um, everybody wanna, seems to have a different. Yeah. I want to correct who you're crediting. Uh, it's Freewind, Logan Freewind, not Will Sarah in that one. Sorry, 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 Freewind. Sorry, dude. My bad. <laughs> um, I should know this, and I didn't. I, no. Personally, I very much prefer, you know, people who've put it on paper, where there's, you know, something to go off of. 
um, like I was kind of mentioning when I was talking about Milwaukee, uh, kind of threw away a guy who was at one point a highly rated recruit, Eric Pratt, uh, because he averaged like a, two points per game. I don't know what he's going to bring. Uh, you know, it's very much more of a, I feel like it's more of a wild card. Obviously, there are some of like those D2 guys who don't translate well, but so often they're at least, you know, contributors. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ahmad ran notwithstanding, John. <laughs> I think we hit on a little bit in the first episode. We were talking about uh, high major guys coming over. A lot of the times those guys are uh, uh, boomer bust. Um, and yeah. we're seeing we're seeing it with uh, Rocket Watts at Oakland a little bit, and uh, we're seeing and it on the other side of the spectrum uh, with Tristan and Aruna at Cleveland yeah. State. Um, mm-hmm. I think uh, I I don't know I I'm I'm one to uh, prefer um, as we've seen in recent history. There, Cleveland State's had a lot of success going the JUCO route, um, but I I just think that. Um, it really depends on the relationship that the coach has, co- the relationships uh, that the coach uh, has cultivated over the years. Because as we've seen with uh, Anaruna, he was at multiple stops and then found a home at Cleveland State because of uh, D-Rob. So um, I don't know. I, I, I think you need a combination of those kind of guys in, in today's day and age. You can't just rely on one uh, way of getting players. Um, and... Uh, yeah, I, I think uh, it, it's it's something that you need a mix of, honestly, in today's time. Yeah. Fun fact with that, we've got two case studies that we can look at at the end of the season and go, well, which one actually functioned? Uh, Detroit Mercy, at least who we know might be here, has a whole lot of uh, power or at least higher major um, talent coming in for themselves. So we could take a look at Detroit Mercy and then we could look at Green Bay, who brought in not like a lot, a lot of D2 talent, but uh, Will Imes and uh, Rich Beyer uh, that we can take a look at and be and go, hey, did this function for you or did this not work at all? Um, like you said, the high major guys, I agree, are totally boom bust. Um, yeah. I could literally <laughs> point at Tanner Holden and go, Tanner Holden yeah. worked really well at Wright State, but didn't do anything at OSU. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and I don't know how much of that was his fault, but I'm going to assume it was OSU because of his resume here. <laughs> yeah, I and, will add two more. If, yeah. like, to your point, I will add two more teams into that kind of case study. Purdue Fort Wayne, um, because you have transfers coming in, including the D2 guy uh, Bello and Youngstown State, with a lot of Horizon League and Horizon League crime on there. Very true. I'll tell you what about these JUCO kids, though. They, uh, the one, the kids I've interacted with, at least, they come in extremely, extremely yeah. hungry. And um, I don't know something about it. Just they, they, they. A lot of these guys play with just like a certain edge to them that they just are fearless out there. And it, 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 it's shown in how uh, Demoy Hodge developed at Cleveland State in Missouri. It showed how Trey Gomillion developed at both places and it's shown how a guy like tay williams has developed so i, I i'm I, it, it's hard for me to i, I used to kind of look at some of these juco guys with a little bit of a side eye like where did they come from but all these kids can really really play it also yeah. helps when you have dennis gates as your coach uh 
<laughs> that is true. Although, I mean, although to your point, you also have a continuation with Daniel Robinson bringing yeah. in his JUCO guys, most probably uh, JUCO guys and uh, high major guys with Tristan and Aruna on the high, as a high major example, Tay Williams as a uh, JUCO, Tay Williams and Drew Louder as those examples. So, yeah, that's that would definitely be that too. So, all right. So with that said, I'm going to go ahead and we're going to go ahead and wrap this whole thing up. Uh, gentlemen, as always, thank you for joining us for this two-parter. Um, somewhere in the middle of this, we'll have the women's forum. Um, so hopefully you listened to that first part. Uh, you listened to the women's forum uh, previously. Blake, I know you were a part of that too. So um, yeah. for everybody else, as far as uh, writing is concerned, writers are concerned, we wanted to shout out your uh, Alec underscore Quait. You are over at Twitter. Uh, Horizon John, John Parker. Uh, we also had uh, B Schumacher at B Schumacher RT for Blake, and of course Griffin underscore Beers two. Hope I got that right at on Twitter as well. We'll wrap this up. Horizonroundtable.com. That's where you can find our uh, articles, find our podcast episodes. You might want to think about, given that nobody knows what the hell's going on with social media these days, you might want to sign up for our notifications so you'll get a noti- you'll get an alert when things uh, start uh, getting posted up to uh, to up to the site. You can pull us up. We are all podcasts are found, and of course you can pull us up in your Amazon or Google devices. And be sure to and be sure to support us. Uh, become a patron. Patreon.com slash Horizon Roundtable. You get early access to the power rankings this year. You're going to get it, and you'll even get it, and you'll get uh, early access to the preview week. So you get a nice mug, too, or a T-shirt. So until next time, thank you all for listening.